0: This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. On this episode, go ahead.
1: Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Is this on YouTube or anything, or is this all audio?
0: It's going to be, I, I record both. So it could be, we'll see. I, I always use the audio, but I keep the video just in case.
1: Okay. I'll be mindful of that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you going to start dancing, doing some magic mic or something or? I hope not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm excited because I think I have found the happiest dude on Instagram because Every time I see his feed, he is smiling, he is singing. And the number one question I have for you, DJ Eric Rhodes, is Are you on Morgan Wallen's payroll? Uh, I should be, (laughs) and I have connections if you're not, so I'm very good friends with the people that run his label. But the mixes that you do, I mean, if you guys have not seen this guy, and if you follow me on Instagram, you have because I share his content all the time. I always call it recycling my winners, but tell everyone a little bit about you and how you kind of got here. And then I have some places that I want to travel with this conversation. So obviously you're, you're more than an internet DJ or an Instagram DJ, but now you're getting some pretty cool stuff because of this persona that you've built on Instagram. So introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're from, and let's go down this DJ rabbit hole here.
1: Sure. Yeah. So for right now, I, um, yeah, I'm really popular on Instagram and TikTok. I have 1.1 million followers and I'm doing these mashup mix videos on TikTok and Instagram. And um, I've been, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I've been a DJ since 2000. I started on vinyl mixing house music and yeah, I'm old school, but I just, it started as a hobby and it was something I did through college Uh, eventually led to me just playing some lounges and clubs a little bit around my area in Boise. And then in 2011, I had a, well, for four years, I had a career up to 2011 in TV news. I was a producer, videographer, but I was DJing on the side. Didn't like my job, decided one day, you know what, I'm going to start my own business and go all in on this creative thing that I just love. So I did. And I thought my avenue out was the best paying jobs at the time were weddings. So sure. like, I'm going to go all in on weddings, private events. And I did, I left my job, started DJing. And then that just sparked this whole like personal development uh, journey, uh, you know, just becoming a better person every day, better performer, all of these things, better marketer. Right. And that got me into social media and my willingness to just improve and just try things out led to me and uh, ended up, you know, end up getting on TikTok and all of that
0: and now here we go so have you always been fearless because a lot of people won't have talent but they won't put themselves out there because they think well what are people going to think you know what are what have you always had this no fear kind of mentality
1: no i used to be really really insecure and uh lacked confidence i actually used to be afraid of public speaking terrified right um, yeah i had to overcome that when i started my business i was like okay I have to actually do more than just mix records for a few hours. I need to talk in front of a hundred people and sure. do those things. So I went to Toastmasters. I took workshops. Like I did a lot of things to overcome this fear, which definitely set me up for success on social media because I then felt comfortable being oh, in front of people. It felt good about who I was in my own skin. Sure. It um, took a lot of work years of work to get to that point.
0: What a lot of people don't know about me is they know that my background is in radio, but they don't realize that before that I was a mobile DJ. I had one of the first mobile DJ companies in Alabama back in the late seventies, early eighties. My buddy, Scott, he had the richer parents. Uh, I come from divorced parents. So, you know, he bought all the gear and all the records and we're in high school doing college parties and, you know, we're traveling all over the place and you know, the Technique 1200s and the Newmark mixer. And, you know, it's like you're you're in the 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 vinyl clubs where, you know, you pay every month and they send you these records and you come in. And I mean, it was just DJing is what I always loved. And it's, you know, it's, it's what allowed me the opportunity to be creative. I, I always loved music, but I wasn't disciplined enough to learn to play an instrument. I get bored doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I'm like, screw it. You guys learn how to play the music. I'm going to take the finished product and go have fun with it. So that's where DJing kind of took me into my world. As you're doing this, the question I get a lot from people is, so how are these guys that are using other people's music on the internet making money? With that, you know, it's like, it, it, is it considered remixing? Is that what it is? Is that, are you going to ultimately put out your own mixes on Spotify and things like that and be able to, you know, make money from that? Or is it just you building this brand awareness and your channels are so big? Brands are now coming to you going, hey, feature us, talk about us and things like that.
1: Right. Um, I, those are not considered remixes because I'm not using my own beats and sounds. Not- I'm taking two. You know, finished products and putting them together to make a new, fresh sound. So those are considered mashups. That gets tricky trying to put that stuff out on on Spotify, Apple Music because it's expensive and you have to get through the record labels who right. are to want to allow that music to be put out. So, so it,
0: are you ever getting like you know in the beginning when 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 the whole live thing and putting recorded music on social came? Now it's weird with me because I'm one of the few people in the, my middle to late fifties that has grown up on social media, because when I started managing Taylor Swift, it was just me, her and MySpace, you know, and then we learned Facebook together and we learned Instagram together and we learned YouTube together. So I, I got good at it, but what was happening was people were going on and playing cover songs and their channels were getting shut down or parts of their videos were getting muted because they were using someone else's. It seems like they've relaxed a little bit. And I think because of And like TikTok or don't like TikTok, I think because of the way music is being discovered on TikTok, everybody, the labels kind of loosened up a little bit and said, wait, Eric's doing a commercial for our songs. Why are we going to punish him for doing a commercial for our songs? Is that the feeling that you're kind of getting right now? It has
1: to be. I mean, when when COVID hit, a lot of DJs, including myself, were going live on Facebook and trying to do it on Instagram. And it lasted about... Three or four weeks, and then they came in and psh, they squashed it all. And then you guys
0: and, all went to Twitch.
1: With, yeah, I never went to Twitch, but a lot of DJs did. Yeah, I kind of regret not doing it because I thought the same thing is going to happen. We're going to get shut down. Right. But then I went to TikTok in 2021. Yes, early 2021, and I could mix for five hours and not get shut down. So I think th- I think because of TikTok, really, the other platforms like Instagram. Sure. Even Facebook, putting those mix, you know, mashup videos out have been really relaxed. And I think you're right. That was my sentiment from the beginning. Why would they shut us down? I'm promoting at least me. I'm putting old school music out. I'm re- I'm reminding people that Warren G is still out there. And uh, his music. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? So I'll tell you a very funny story. So Taylor and I are on the George Strait tour. So this is early on in her career. She's still country. And it was George Strait Ronnie Millsap and Taylor Swift. So it's like Sesame Street. One of these things just doesn't belong. So Taylor was obviously the one that doesn't belong. So we're out on the George Strait tour and all these kids, it's like, and back then, back in 2005, 2006, it was hard to shoot video on a phone and download it. And I mean, there was a lot, It a lot went into that. So we're at this show and all of a sudden all these kids are taking pictures and shooting video. And George Strait's tour manager comes to me and he says, do you want me to get security to stop this? I said, absolutely not. I said, I've got a thousand unpaid videographers catching my artist from every single angle and they are going to get this video up online faster than anyone at the label could. He's like, what do you mean by that? So I said, let's go. I went into YouTube and I typed in George Strait and he's seeing all these videos and he's like, oh my God. He goes, we've been having security escort people out of venues for taking videos. And I'm like, Scotty, no, this is a new world that we live in right now. It's like, it's like I had a company come to me one time because we had posted some of our video up and they're like, well, you need our permission to post this. I'm like, there's 5,000 videos of the same event online right now. And they're like, what? I'm like, the world's changed. Now you have other people doing this for you. So that's why I was joking with you about Morgan Wallen, because you have taken all your, I don't want to say it's your niche or your specialty, but you mash up country and everything from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands to current better than anyone that I've ever seen. It's like, how How do you sleep at night? Is your brain always thinking of different things, or how did you come up with the the country and the hip-hop thing?
1: Uh, it was really by accident, to be honest with you. I was putting out these videos in middle twenty twenty one not hit not country, but just these transition little mashup videos. Yep. and then uh, I don't know twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty two i was on this run, and this is where I get inspiration. I like to exercise. I'm into health, wellness, fitness. Yep. And I heard Chris Stapleton, you should probably leave, which I used to sometimes play it like a, during a cocktail hour or something. It's just a it's just a beautiful song. Yeah. I heard it and I just I got I get you know goosebumps when yep. I hear certain songs and I got goosebumps and I said, I want to do something with this track, and I hear hip hop with it. And that's where it started. I just found a hip-hop track that went really well with it by cash out called Big Booty. <laughs> and they blended so perfectly. I put it out, it went mega viral. And then that got me really interested in exploring country music a little more. Cause I listened to it, but I didn't really mix a whole lot. And then that, then I did the Warren G Morgan Wallen and other people and it's just been a ton of fun, but it it was sort of an accident. I just, I got the inspiration to do it and then took it from there.
0: One of the things that I love about you is that you're consistent. And I noticed that you do a lot of batching your content you know, and what I mean by batching content, for those of you that aren't familiar, is that he just doesn't sit around and wait for an idea and then goes and records it and then shuts it down and waits for his next idea. It's like you are treating this like a business, you are planning this out. So when I see five different videos with the same shirt, and they're spread out over time, I'm like, this guy's smart, because he's batching his content. He's taking that inspiration when it hits. And he's just kind of doing a show and I don't think enough creators are doing that and that's where the lack of consistency comes in. When did you sit down and say, okay, this is now my business outside of weddings and private events and I'm going to talk to you about, you know, I saw some video of you online from some very famous people's uh party that you were brought in to DJ weren't you a guest someplace recently with some real famous people where you were sharing video from the stage? did you go do an event recently?
1: Uh, if you're referring to, I did a Snoop Dogg concert.
0: Yes. He's pretty famous. Yeah, he's pretty (laughs) famous. Yeah, Yeah, it's like Taylor Swift. One of these things just doesn't belong. It's like, how many black DJs are out there and they picked the whitest dude from the whitest part of the country and now you're with Snoop Dogg?
1: In all fairness, this is all fair. You know, there was a hired uh, DJ that was on tour with them. And I, you know, because I'm in social media, I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing all the things yep. I got called, or I at least was aware that they needed a DJ because his guy couldn't make it. So yeah. I put myself there uh, in that spot, but I, they didn't call me and say, we need No, to
0: but it. that's, but the point that I'm making is, had you not had a following, had you not put yourself out, had you not investigated, too often people are waiting for opportunities to show up at their door. Yes you created this opportunity and one is that you were in a position to be able to capitalize on this opportunity i think sometimes a lot of artists and i consider you an artist they're wanting that big stage before they're ready for it they're wanting that they're they're waiting for someone to call them to come be on that big stage but you put yourself in a very unique situation has any uh artist Reshared your stuff like heard your mix and reached out to you on socials and said dude that was awesome
1: yes uh warren g did he shared uh my mashup with morgan wallen uh that and his manager reached out nothing really came of it but the fact that he shared it said yeah it's dope uh just so flattering i grew up listening to him um i don't know if i want to say his name but a country artist reached out uh well started following me Liked my video of Warren G, Morgan Wallen, and I, I just instantly DM'd him. I was like, "Hey, thank you for following me. Appreciate the love." Yeah, that's the little conversation. He's like, "What you're doing is dope." I actually shared it with Morgan. He thought it was cool. Yep. A little dialogue started. Uh, nothing yeah, absolutely, major, but, but the fact that that's happening is pretty exciting. And I've had artists like Salt and Peppa and some some old school sure. uh, fun artists share my stuff.
0: Yeah, well, there's a there's a thing right now. Is for a while in country, especially, is that people like Rascal Flats were taking uh, DJ Silver out on the road with them. It was let more. It was less expensive than an opening act, and he was entertaining in between and things like that. So, uh, I I think there's a lot of really cool things on the horizon uh, for you because of things like that. I actually sent Eric a voice message on Instagram asking, saying, Hey, I'm a big fan of what you do. And I would, you know, I I think I shared, I I saw a cat. There was a cat that was doing some DJ (laughs) and stuff. And I put, uh, if DJ at Eric Rose was a cat, you know, or something like that. And then you, you shared it to your stories, but this thing that we have called social media, is absolutely changing the game right now. And when you've got an audience, you know, when you're looking to book a show or you want to reach out to corporations or things like that, because of your numbers and your consistency, you're more likely to get the gig than someone else. I mean, are you starting to see that?
1: Yeah, it's changed my life, to be honest. And I feel like I'm just kind of getting started, yeah. but I've, I've been booked to travel to Vegas and I'm going to Orlando next week for, you know, a two day event. I'm going to Nashville uh, for weddings and just a lot of people know who I am now. And they're seeing that I am talented. I'm nice. I'm skillful. I'm personable, like all these things that I've been working on over the last decade to build, to, you know, make myself the best I can possibly be. They're seeing that. And now they're hiring me and going, yeah, um, you have this credibility where you have, a million people following you 200,000 Instagram, but you're also just, you just seem like a good dude who has a great talent. And, um, and that comes across. It's so, it's so rewarding. I just feel, I feel really grateful for it.
0: Do you have children? Two. Two. How old are they? Eight and 11. So obviously, uh, are they pretty excited that their dad's Insta famous? They think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, they, Yeah, they'll tell me stories about how their teachers know who I am because they've seen me on Instagram. Yeah, uh, no, it's 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 the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, it's the coolest thing. It's fun when you have kids. Like my kids have these pictures when they were like four and two years old, sitting on Taylor's lap, and my daughter is on stage and Taylor singing a song to her. They have all these pictures, and then by the time they were five, six, and seven, I had already left her and started, you know, working in, in the industry side of things. But it's like. People will still randomly, like on a throwback Thursday, I'll throw that out there, and my son will just kind of go, "Oh my god, I forgot that was even there," and now my friends are all freaking out. You know, Uh, (laughs) the whole reason I got off of TikTok, I I just run ads on TikTok for me trying to help artists in the music industry, is that I wasn't the people that were showing up to me didn't want to be Taylor Swift. They wanted to meet Taylor Swift, and they thought I was there in. So I was getting hammered by the Swifties and whichever stage that they were at that they wanted to call, you know, and I'm just like, this is exhausting. I mean, my DMS were getting flooded with people. I got cancer. I'm dying. I'm her biggest fan. Will she come to prom with me? You know, all these different things. So finally I'm just like, kind of move myself off and then I just kind of run ads. But it's like, as I was working with my, uh, my YouTube coaches, I'm, I'm building my YouTube business. Cause all I want to do is help artists period. I just want to, uh, you create it. I'll help you find an audience for it. And it's like I said, I don't want to do the token Taylor Swift video because it's going to attract the wrong people and feed the wrong AI. Has any label or anybody reached out to you and said, hey, I would rather you not mix my songs or our artist songs. Have you gotten any of that yet?
1: I haven't had any pushback, whatsoever, which is fantastic. Great. Yep,
0: okay. it is. So what's on the horizon for you now? I want everybody to go follow you on Instagram at DJ Eric Rhodes. That's Eric with a C. Uh, a lot of people throwing the Ks around right now. Uh, make sure that you follow them on Instagram. Uh, and, and artists. So I always tell artists, I said, listen, you don't always have to create the content to make your audience smile, make them laugh, make them think, make them wonder. I call it, uh, I like to go Borrow your content and I call it I remix it. So I take one of Eric's videos, I put it onto my story, and then I write what got me excited about this the emotion. Now I've just remixed his content and shared that with my audience. I didn't have to go and try to do the mashup myself. You know, so when you see things like this, if you're a musician, share other musician stuff. If you have bands that you like, Share that along your stories. But some of the mashups that this guy does, one, he's always smiling. Now everyone's copying him. You always know who's the first. And then all of a sudden you see, now everybody's doing the whole little stuff and pretend now at all. So it was you. And then I can never remember her name, but the Asian girl uh, in her house with the neon lights. So you were the first two that I found for things okay. like that. And she does a lot of real current up to date stuff that she mixes and you started going old school and country and I'm like, dude, we are absolutely in. But uh if there has not been an introduction made yet to Big Loud, uh I would like to make that introduction. I would like to introduce you to their head of promotion because I think that there might be some cool events that you might be able to pull off for them. Uh I just I think what you're doing is you bring a fresh set of eyeballs onto uh, songs that might not normally get found. Uh, I think that you're inspiring other creativity. You know, it's like DJs think there's really, you play a song and you fade it into the next song and you're going, wait, there's more that could be done here. Uh, I just, like I said, I, when I saw you and I reached out to you, I was just excited to share because everyone thinks that well i'm not making money from the music that i'm creating the music that you're creating originally the two pieces are not your own but what you create is your own it's opening up doors and opportunity and while other people want to get paid percentages of pennies for streaming dollars you're end up making tens of thousands of dollars from opportunities that have gotten created and being flown all over the place so i just say hats off to you and what it is that you're doing any advice that you would give To someone who's starting out on a social platform, just what advice would you give them when it comes to this consistency and the showing up, you know, and
1: yeah, you mentioned that earlier, the consistency and, uh, you know, for me, over the last few years, I've tried to be, I tried to set goals and and challenge myself to do new things. And one of those a few years ago, a couple of years ago, was to make DJ mixes and put one out each month, something creative. And I wasn't getting a lot of eyeballs on it, but I was still being consistent. And then I thought, okay, how can I promote this a little more? So I started doing my TikToks that you see now all started on Instagram stories. I thought, okay, how can I just showcase these little mixes, sections of them? So I started, I set a goal to do 30 days of stories. And then they became more popular than any of my other content. So I put them on reels and then the reels popped off. And then I thought, okay, I know I need to be on TikTok. This is TikTok. That popped off. And I just knew I have to do this at the beginning, you know, a few days a week at least. And never never stop. And then maybe pivot or whatever if, if I'm not gaining any traction after a while. But it's always, I'm always just committed to being consistent and tweaking as I go. So I just say start tweak as you go and just don't don't stop doing it but make adjustments as you go
0: got Especially. it well i appreciate you taking the time away from your family and what it is that you're doing to be a part of this uh mm-hmm. once again uh there'll be links in the show notes uh for you to be able to find uh eric if you don't follow him on instagram i highly recommend uh that you do that is instagram tiktok the best place for me to send people to check you out do you have a website what do you got
1: instagram is great TikTok's great. I do have a website, uh, but yeah, no, we'll
0: okay. go there. And you if you want, want to book up for an event, you're sitting on a pile of cash and you need a great DJ, just DM him. Just, you know, it's like, he's using DM, you use DM. You'll figure out a way to get him to your event. And that's when it. you're in Nashville, I'd love to, to meet you personally. Uh, that's where I'm located. So. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm yeah, here.
1: I'll be there in April.
0: Okay. And I'll be here in April as well. Do you golf at all? Uh, I do. Okay. Then uh if you don't travel with your clubs i can get your rental clubs but i got an outdoor facility and an indoor facility i got the governor's club uh which is awesome and then we have the golf sanctuary which is an indoor Trackman facility uh open 24 hours a day six days a week so why don't you and i just plan on doing a little golfing when you're here in nashville awesome brother i appreciate you thank you
1: thank you so much